everyone and welcome to the Oldfield Consultancy Podcast. We've got Dominic with us today. How are you doing, Dominic? Yeah, I'm great. How about yourself? Yeah, good. Thank you. It's great to have you on today. I'm really keen to hear more about um, your areas of expertise. Uh, would you like to just introduce yourself to the listeners and let them know a little bit about uh, who you are and how you got where you are? So my name is Dominic. Uh, my background is in sales. However, I'm creating a, uh, a financial platform for everybody to learn from, really. That's it. That's the main main uh, core of it. <laughs> so what drove you to create this um, platform? What does it do? How does it work? What kind of technology is behind it? I think mainly it's how I've been raised because I haven't come from the best background, uh, not from the richest families of all. So I know the schooling system, at least the public schooling system, doesn't teach you a lot through financial education specifically. So a lot of people that actually come out of the schooling system, they don't know how to operate with money and uh, what can they accomplish and the, the mindset to it as well. So this is the basic concept of the platform to actually help uh, help others, basically. That's actually really interesting because um, a lot of people think that financial literacy is the domain of mathematics, but having taught math, there's not a huge amount in there about kind of managing your finances and credit scoring is one of these things that you wouldn't even come on to until you maybe wanted a, a mortgage or something like that. So how mm -hmm. does the whole kind of scoring thing work? So uh, we actually, at the beginning of the whole topic of creating the, the business, we wanted to create a credit scoring system on blockchain. However, it's nothing innovative. No, we can't really just copy something that already exists and put it onto blockchain. So we scrapped the whole idea basically and created a financial platform. And in this platform, you basically will have your profile where you can uh, modify it or have the apps and widgets to actually create your own portfolio or budgeting or uh, just literally have your profile, how you ever how you want to set it up. So, for example, if I am a, uh, let's say I want to buy a house, and I have, I need to set a budget in mind for my for, for, to buy a house to get a mortgage. Basically, I can set it up that way. If I'm investing in cryptocurrency and I want my portfolio to be in there, and I want specific widgets that can help me. Uh, value or see analytics on it i can see it there as well uh, it, it will be basically like an ikea furniture but in finance <laughs> and then later on we're going to add the discussion board which is more of a social aspect to it that you can actually teach others and and earn money through it as well and then later on there's going to be a marketplace which you can get a mortgage get debit cards get uh, loan money to others as well with uh, how decentralized finance works because i think that's a major leap forward for the for the normal finance industry that already exists here what is just stepping back just a little bit to what you said what is blockchain so blockchain is imagine it as a uh, decentralized computer and it can either be public or private so for example if it's public like bitcoin every computer around the globe solves an algorithm to basically approve a transaction that happened on the chain because it is a block of chains basically speaking so if my computer approves that blockchain quicker than any other computer out there i receive a receive a mining reward 
which puts into my wallet and then I can I can exchange it or I can use it to buy certain things. And this actually started in 2008 in the financial crisis in America, I think. So whoever created it, because we don't know who created it, might even be the governments, we don't know. Uh, they, they started it, him or, or they, a group of people, we don't know, started it because of the actual financial massacre that we have here now. <laughs> And what's the difference between these systems and kind of, you know, the, the 10 pound note or the cash in your actual mm -hmm. wallet? So the major one is that it can't be forged. It can't be duplicated. Uh, it's on the chain and we have control of it. So the concept behind blockchain and what it represents, it's actually giving power to the people. So now how banks through centuries of uh, gaining control and basically monopolizing money, people don't have that much power. So the background is that basically you are your own bank and you are in control of your own money. And that's what it really represents. So how banks, they have uh, a book of ledger and this ledger, they basically approve who can send the money to and uh, where they can send the money. Blockchain is a ledger. So Bitcoin's blockchain, the whole blockchain, you can download it and you can see the ledger. And now, for example, companies or any coder or developer can create a analytical company. Let's say it analyzes how this blockchain and how the money is moved around and he can create a company for that. So, and there are companies like this. And how does that work if um, you want to uh, get some money and spend some money how does that because we're not talking about kind of cash where you go in and, and, and I mean no. actually if, if you've got an app on your phone you can buy things now with, with you know uh, British pounds but what is what is the difference like can I just get this currency and go and spend it do I have to translate my pounds into this currency then go spend it how does that work mm -hmm. so uh, it's like a first layer. When you look at the financial system, the first layer would have been gold, but now they basically removed gold from uh, normal currency, which is the fiat currency. Blockchain or Bitcoin would have basically would be the first layer of the whole concept on top of it. And then from that end, then you can use it because there's companies out there that you can buy an Amazon or an eBay or on any major websites like that through cryptocurrencies. And any major cryptocurrency wants to be on these kinds of websites so you can use them because cryptocurrency is basically like a share within a company and an actual currency. However, the whole system with governments, they don't really want it. Some are approving it, but not all. It's a bit wavy. It's like the Internet back in 1990s. Is, and that's actually, is it safe? to own this and operate within this currency? Is it at risk of mm -hmm. massive devaluing or is it stable? There is always risk and it is unstable at the moment, but it will, it will be like that at the beginning stages. It's not as big as it will be in the future because it's not going away. It's growing and growing slowly uh, and with waves that are coming in because how Bitcoin is basically king at the moment and it's whatever cryptocurrency is behind it, it follows the wave that Bitcoin has. And the code behind it was created that every uh, a certain amount of years, 
the, the amount that you receive for solving the algorithm, which I spoke before, is halved. So that means there's only like 21 million Bitcoin out there. And that's it. There's not going to be more. And there's more people joining it, more people joining it at the moment. And it, uh, the price will fluctuate up and down. But over time, it will become stable. And we don't know how much it will cost. It might go to millions for one Bitcoin. What happens if I buy Bitcoin and then I want to change it back into a normal currency to be able to buy things with or invest into something? How can I do that? So you could do that through cryptocurrency exchanges. And back onto the back onto the topic that I said, you know, about decentralized finance, you can use centralized exchanges, which would be a, a centralized exchange, a company that created a, an exchange to exchange the currencies. Or there's decentralized currencies um, where a group of individuals control it. And it would be, for example, like uh, MetaMask. You can go to MetaMask, which is a wallet, and you would literally just exchange the currency in there. And no central entity has control over it, which means they can't shut it down. It cannot be shut down. And it's, it's, that's why it's the most, one of the valuablest ones out there. Especially, so there's there's this thing that uh, China might have control over Bitcoin the most because most of the mining that is happening is in China. So there's, it's called a 51% uh, attack. So for example, if, if there's only two nodes uh, that control blockchain, blockchain network, let's say Bitcoin, for example, there's just two. And if I have more power than, the other one here, which is 51 over 49. That means I can create or devalue or uh, fraud, make basically fraud movement with Bitcoin. I can duplicate it or uh, delete it. That's why the more decentralized this, the more, the more around the globe it is, the better would it be. And there is better algorithms coming up now, like Cardano. Cardano is much better than blockchain at the and sorry than Bitcoin at the moment. However, it doesn't have the the first mover advantage. Basically, when you say mining, what does that consist of? So mining is basically how your computer solves the algorithm. That's called mining, and that's the first uh, consensus that came out. So the consensus would be how all the computers basically agree that this is the amount that's been transferred from uh, A to B. Mining is basically solving the algorithm that approves uh, the transaction. <laughs> there, it, it's more in depth later on. This is the basic concept, uh, how it is created. But basically they solve digits on code and that, that digit have to be a certain amount of sequence. So if you look at the blockchain on Bitcoin, the first letter, the first numbers of it have to be zero, zero, zero to set to a certain amount, because that's the algorithm that the computer has needs to solve. So the first computer to solve it receives the the fee, basically the the reward, because for me to transfer you money, I have to pay a certain fee for the transaction, and this fee is collected together and then given to the miner, basically. So back to the platform that you're working on, um, 
how is this going to encompass this type of currency and then allow people to have kind of central place to deal with their finances? How is it all going to work? Mm -hmm. So how we start in it, because like I said, the profile would be the first principle and the first basically step or stepping stone to actually create it. I'm attacking uh, cryptocurrency because it's a small niche, not very small, but it's a, it's a smaller niche than, you, than the actual finance industry. So myself attacking that area and improving their ways of living and then improving the later on development of the platform and then moving to actual finance industries and giving the the opportunities from decentralized finance to normal normal people normal citizens out there will be a much better way of living because having your own bank at the fingertip and then lending your own money to whoever you want to lend it to on blockchain which is which physically says that I've lent this amount to this person for this amount back, they have to give it back within a specific time frame. for example. It's called uh, contracts. So Ethereum has contracts, basically. And it's basically called a contract in code. And what happens if they don't pay it back or they haven't got the money to pay it back? So there's... Uh, it's growing. It's at the stage where companies are creating, for example, laws with it... Uh, like you can create basically you can create a government or a, a decentralized entity that a group of individuals uh, have control over it let's say or you can vote on it and then you have this voting say what happens and then you can say okay this person is entitled or broke this and this rule but you can also so this is how it actually improved with ethereum because it's a second layer ethereum uh, for example, you can do staking. So when you borrow money, you can you can stake a certain amount of money. So for example, I have blocked, I have Bitcoin, and I want to borrow Cardano. I I put down one Bitcoin and receive a couple thousand Cardano, and either I give it back later on, or they just take my Bitcoin, basically. Okay, and, and would those be worth the equivalent? What happens if they're worth a different amount when they take it back? So it would fluctuate. The only thing that that needs to improve is things like that, really, with how how stable it be it is. Because you can there is stable coins out there. There isn't just Bitcoin or fluctuating coins. There is stable coins that are stable in value. That's why they, are, they were created. So, it, for example, they follow uh, fiat currency or they're just a group together from different cryptocurrencies. So the amount is around $1, for example. And you can put that down. So when you borrow money, you can just put that down. And the person that's actually borrowing your money or the company that's borrowing your money has the peace of mind of just having that there. Do you think that this is going to appeal more to a younger audience that are maybe more technologically savvy? Yeah, I think I think with the internet starting in the 1990s, I believe a lot of companies and a lot of people that were interested were a younger audience, at least in the 20s or even younger, and they uh, they developed it like Facebook or, or Amazon, uh, all of the big companies now really don't monopolize. I think a lot of 
companies that are starting on blockchain, yes, they are the young audience. Although they are, there are some older ones as well. So yeah. It is, it is quite complex, I suppose, because being used to kind of, you know, normal currency and then working in maybe Bitcoin or something and moving over to decentralized uh, finance and then trying to figure out, I mean, it's hard enough just to go to a financial advisor and figure out investments and mortgages. So then to kind of look at this, it might be that people perceive it as being a bit scary or a bit risky. And especially if you're maybe a little bit older, you might not be so kind of into the technology to be, um, to want to deal with it, but would it be an advantage for everybody to look at this or is it kind of more for the people that are um kind of coming up now and more used to the technological advances around them so this is where where you find my company comes in really because uh it's risk to reward ratio if you understand that the reward is high but the risk is also high you can come at this specific stage but if you want to wait see what happens see uh or learn about it more, then you can just wait, but your reward can be lower. It depends what your mentality is towards it. But you have to understand how how to manage your money first, to start investing, to start growing, to developing financial knowledge, really. I think this is something that, that many people will probably get more and more interested in, considering the ridiculously low interest rates in banks at the mm. minute where you just cannot grow your money. So if you actually wanted to see any growth, um, you would have to try and take some sort of risk. When you're doing that though, how do people um, look at the different things on offer, work out their their risk levels that they're willing to take and then interact with something like your platform? So uh, there is companies out of that basically, because like you said, uh, the savings account in banks are like 0.01%, which is nothing. <laughs> you can standard, you can get 5 to 8% easy in on Ethereum, Cardano, and all these all these cryptocurrencies. There is also higher rate, but however, it does fluctuate more, so you won't also receive the amount that actually says that. But like FCA in England, it's starting to crack down a bit of the regulations and laws around it. So you need to be informed, for example, of how your money is protected in other people's uh, or other companies' accounts. Like, uh, let's say you put down 10,000 Bitcoin and then they borrow that 10,000 Bitcoin to different people and then you get a percentage of that back. But it's, it, it is your, your, you need to find out how, how do you want to risk it, really. That's quite interesting because that's what really happens in portfolios, isn't it? You put your money into the portfolio and then they um, use yeah. it for all different types of investments. But that would not maybe be seen as risky as the kind of things that you're saying, I think, just because the technology is maybe not as well understood. No, no, no. So when you put money into shares, of course, it's going to grow like the S&P 500. It just won't grow as much. It will grow, you know, a couple percent uh, per year, let's say five to max eight percent per year and on crypto i mean you can invest 700 pounds and gain five thousand pounds easy and a lot of people became millionaires from just putting a couple thousand pounds down and you can do that it's just now if you want to risk that money but sometimes it's easy to put down uh, or learn it first you always need to learn what's happening around it how it operates and if you understand 
the theory behind it, the people behind it, the whole community, then you would be more inclined to actually uh, jump into it. Is it difficult to understand? Does it take a long time? Yeah, for me, it was difficult to understand, especially I'm not a coder. I don't code or anything. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I need to sit down and I'm not still the great of them all to actually know how it all operates. I'm still learning. But uh, yeah, you would need to sit down and uh, figure out how it actually is because everybody learns differently for some are visual some are just listeners and for example when i was talking to my missus how to uh, how it operates i told her i told her a couple of times and then she had to research herself and write it down to understand it it's not easy is it even just understanding normal financial systems is yeah. not easy so if you introduce something new it's even more difficult to do the research um, yeah. So just to kind of round off, um, what would be kind of the the top benefits of somebody coming and looking at your platform and and, and using that in, you know, re replacing anything else that they're doing? What would be the top benefits? So uh, the starting, the minimal viable product of the platform is basically to understand finance and understand how money operates and how you want to budget your your money and where do you want to invest it and in what ways do you want to invest it and what information what uh, and how we can help others as well with it so really if you if you're just starting up and you just want to budget your money see where it's going see where you can cut down and see if you want to invest it somewhere uh, you would just literally go on it uh, budget it properly uh, invite some friends, show them how to do it, and then uh, see, okay, I'm ready to start investing 200 pounds per month. And then you can see, create a portfolio of different cryptocurrencies or housing or uh, wherever you want to invest it, or then just literally start putting it wherever you want to. That's the basic gist of it all. Well, that's it. I mean, it sounds fantastic from a point of view of, um, you know, figuring out just even on a basic sense your money. Mm. So if people wanted to find out more about this, where can they find you on the internet? So we're creating the landing page now, ufi.io. Uh, it's literally Y-O-U-F-I. Uh, we, couldn't, we couldn't find a name. We were, <laughs> we were stuck finding a name for it. Luckily, we just found this simple concept. Uh, just look up there. Everything will be there. We're creating a Discord page for everyone to to follow on as well. And eventually, when everything will be slowly grown, like the discussion board on the on the actual platform, that will be the best option to be there as well. We also have um, social medias that we're starting to develop. Uh, so yeah, we'll. I don't know if you want to add that down down the bottom somewhere. Yeah, we will. We will link everything down below so that you can jump straight through to check out this platform and um, find Dominic as well. Um, thank you very much for being a guest today, Dominic. It's really been illuminating. Pleasure for having me. <laughs>